talk about all of this. But so any in any case, you might be on this line right now, you know, and you know some people that's mad or some people that's struggling. Hey, why don't you call them and patch them in while we on the phone, you know? Um, especially people at our church, and I know there are people from all over on the line, but, you know, we cannot get comfortable. We cannot get comfortable. And we're just dealing with us, and it's just me, and I four, and no more, and all that stuff. we got to continue to um, what we've coined at our church, forcefully advance the kingdom, forcefully advance the kingdom, whether or not people respond, whether or not it's favorable, their response, it doesn't matter. That guy at the gas station I was just talking to you about, man, he, he did not deter me one bit. He didn't make me go, oh, man, I ain't going to share the gospel no more because he said he wasn't interested. Guess what? I planted that seed. I plant that seed. Another thing that we do is we become the restraining force is what God told us to do. Because even those sinners and people who who are going to ultimately continually reject Christ uh, to the end, um, which includes, you know, marital help and all that kind of stuff, it still restrains them to know that there's somebody out there that believes another way. There's somebody out there. Um, fighting for marriage, and so forth and so on. So it does a lot in everything. We've talked about that so many times. But I'm so excited that my friend Gabriel Rogers is going to be on this morning, and uh, we're going to be talking about that daily sanctification of marriage. Um, and if you have your Bibles, you can go to First Thessalonians 5 and 23, and we're excited about that. Uh, and uh, so I think uh, Brother Courtney is on the line. If you got First Thessalonians five and twenty-three, uh, I'd like you to read it. Uh, I give you time to get it, uh, and also open us up, my brother, in a prayer. And uh, and then we're gonna pass Brother uh, Dr. Gabriel Rogers in. So go ahead and. Read First Thessalonians five twenty three, and then uh, open us up in prayer. Brother Courtney, you go. Yes, sir. All right. First, First Thessalonians five and three. May five God and 20, five, five and twenty three. Five and twenty three. First Thessalonians. Yes, sir. Yeah, five and twenty three. Read. Open us up with that, and then. Uh, and then open us up in prayer, my brother. Okay. Go ahead. My God, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, for your word, Lord. We thank you for the marriage call, Lord. We thank you for strengthening us, Lord, to be able to be willing vessels, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're fulfilling the marriage role more than we're fulfilling the worldly role of our jobs, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for bringing our spouses closer to Christ, Lord. We thank you 
for the renewing of our minds, we do, for the washing of your word, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for giving us um, ears to hear your word, Lord. We thank you for the technology that you uh, put forth, Lord, so we can strengthen our marriage, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for making our hearts strong, Lord, so we won't waver uh, when it's time when it's when it's time to go through uh, uh, things that that the devil tries to throw at us, Lord. And Lord, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you govern our minds, Lord, based on your based on your word, Lord. We thank you that we're transforming uh, to your word, Lord. We thank you for just uh, changing our thoughts even the more, Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, just for you know just for giving us grace and mercy and and, and not leaving us here alone without your word. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Let this message come forward, Lord, like never before, Lord, and change our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, guys, uh, get your Bibles, get your notes, pads, pens ready. Uh, Dr. Gabriel Rogers always gives us a wealth of information uh, when he comes on. And I, I just believe this is going to be some practical information, practical stuff that you can use in your everyday life. Uh, this word with you this morning on the marriage call. First Lady Regina, thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Um, as my brother asked me to come online and, and have 15 minutes with the married couples, there's a little project that I'm working on, and I thought I'd use it uh, for the talk this morning um, for married couples. And this is obviously specifically for Christian couples, um, knowing my background in counseling. Um, I've had great exposure to uh, what Christian couples experience, what they go through, and the major challenges and areas of growth uh, that are just needful uh, in the life of every Christian marriage. So today I want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, and I want to use the New International Version. Uh, and the Bible reads as follows. It says, May God himself, the God of peace, keyword, sanctify you sanctify you through and through may your whole three categories spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ this morning um i want to talk about three areas of sanctification that every christian marriage must have three areas of sanctification that every christian marriage uh must have now first of all Sanctify is simple. It is to be made holy, to grow in the things of God, to sanctify, to be to gradually make like Christ. We get saved. We do get a portion of, of Jesus, obviously, but then we have to progress uh, to gradually be translated into his image, conformed is a better word, to his image over time. So when we get married, uh, there has to also be in our marriage a process of sanctification just like we have individually three areas of sanctification or three things that every married couple must attend to in their marriage watch this every single day those three things are inherent 
in this passage. It says, may God himself, the God of peace. Well, what do you want in your marriage? Peace, right? That is the goal for every Christian marriage. But may he make you more like Christ through and through, sanctify you through and through. Here are the three categories. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. So the three categories of sanctification are three categories of uh, conforming or transformation that every Christian marriage must have every single day is just that, spirit, soul, and body. There are three areas of ministry that we have to do with one another every single day. Let's start with the most obvious one, spirit. Uh, in the context of the spiritual sanctification, uh, Christian couples must have a spiritual connection and a prayer life and a Bible study regimen that they observe daily, preferably. Uh, it could be a brief devotion. I know my wife and I, we use a devotion study Bible, and I'll be honest, we don't pass the test every day of using a devotion uh, study Bible, but we do have our own devotions every morning on a particular subject. It may be how to stay out of the affair. It may be how to implement better communication, but some sort of fear, uh, spiritual food that we share with each other daily um, and that process of sanctification. And let me back up before I get even, even into the three categories. I, I forgot this one piece. Uh, remember when we got married, we became one flesh or one unit. So you are literally one person as a married couple. You're a new family coming together. So it's no longer Stephanie and Gabe. Um, when people see Stephanie, they see Gabe. When people see Gabe, they see Stephanie. Obviously, Stephanie is my wife because biblically we have become literally one unit or one flesh. So our body, our marital body, has to have these three categories of sanctification ongoing. So back on track here, we've got to have spiritual sanctification, a prayer life, um, uh, food for thought for one another to think about, um, scriptures, um, faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I believe that every married couple ought to practice listening to the same messages. This is why it can be real difficult when one spouse goes to a really good church, say you go to Kingdom Church Houston, you listen to that good food Pastor Rondi sharing Sunday in and Sunday out, and another spouse goes to a, a unregenerate um, church somewhere uh, where they're just bound by traditions. Well, that's a lopsided spiritual relationship, uh, and there will be harm in that context because one will be uh, heightened in the spirit, one will be spirit-filled, one will believe in the gifts of the spirit, one will have high discernment, you name it, gift the word of knowledge, but the other will be stale in their relationship uh, and that causes the marital body, the one flesh, to suffer in the spiritual realm. That's the most important area of ministry that must happen every day is sanctification uh, in the spirit. The second area of sanctification is sanctification in the soul of your marriage, the soul of your marriage. That is the emotions. So every single day, every Christian couple has got to do something to attend to the emotions of their spouse. So every single day, brothers, you've got to remind your spouse how beautiful she is, even when she hadn't gotten her hair done. Amen. <laughs> you've got to remind her how precious she is. You've got to remind her of how special she is. You know, the five love languages is another really good tool for this, learning her love language, learning his love language. Most men are going to function in words of affirmation. By default, a man has to be told how strong he is, how much you appreciate his hard work ethic. And that takes effort. 
every single day. And this is not driven by feelings alone because sometimes feelings follow behaviors. What am I saying? Sometimes you got to tell your husband how special he is even when you don't have this great feeling of his specialness, <laughs> but you're doing it. And as you do it, his response creates a warmth inside of you that, watch this, makes you want to do it even the more. So we have to sanctify the spirit. We've got to pray together. We've got to worship together. Amen. We've got to believe God together in faith. We ought to touch and agree. If there be any two or three touch and agree on any one thing, well, that principle ought to be a marital principle first. If you've got a new job up before the Lord, my brother, your wife ought to be able to touch and agree with you to that effect. Spirit, soul, uh, tending to the emotions. We call it date nights, building one, one another up, letting him know how strong he is, letting her know how special she is. But then, of course, the third and final place of sanctification is the most obvious, and that's that of the body. The body. You know, Paul said it to the Corinthian church. He said that we should render to one another due benevolence. Due benevolence, and we're all of age. Yes, sex. You better believe it. Sanctification in the area of your sexual encounters and pure sex. And by the way, when the Bible says that the better the marriage is, is, is undefiled, it does not mean that any and all kinds of sex are okay. That is not what that means. It means that there ought not be any defiling in the bed. There ought not be anything that protrudes that marriage. Amen. We're not having affairs. We're not having threesomes to keep our marriage uh, if you will, hot. We're not watching pornography, amen, to keep the flame burning in our marriages. We don't need it. We don't need it. Our sex is pure. The better the marriage is undefiled. Does not mean, amen, we're all adults, that sodomy is okay, because it's not. It's not. God designed us the way that it should happen. He designed us the way that it should perform. And then your marriage sanctification occurs during that sexual experience between a husband and a wife, which is why, by the way, sex outside of marriage is so wicked, why adultery is so wicked. The Bible talks about that, how when one joins himself with a harlot, they literally take on that spirit of the harlot. Here's a hook to that. If you're married and you've been married for any period of time, you probably have had somebody say that you look just like your husband in some context. Or you look just like your wife. I know people do it to my wife all the time. They ask us if we were brothers and sisters. Well, that's because we have had sanctification in the spirit, soul, and body. She has literally become a part of me because of our encounters. There is genuine sanctification. And what God is trying to say to us this morning is if we attend to all three of those areas, our marriage will be sanctified and go back to the text. May the God himself, the God of yes, peace. Okay, there's the equation. Sanctification of spirit, soul, and body equates to peace in your marriage. Peace on every frontier. Bless God. Peace, my God, in the spirit of your home. You can walk in certain homes and you can tell there's a spirit of peace. Or you could tell there's a spirit of strife. The Bible teaches us where there is envy and strife. There's confusion in every evil work. You can tell where there have been versions of strife going on in that household. Amen. But there will be peace because of that spiritual component. You can look at a couple and could tell when they are emotionally well, not just because they're both smiling, but they have what we call kindred spirits. 
There's a spirit of agreement even in their emotions. They tell jokes. They, they're sarcastic with one another, and, and they get each other's jokes. There's no facade. There's the peace. And then, of course, in their body, there's peace. And just for the record, even as we sanctify ourselves body, soul, and spirit, or excuse me, spirit, soul, and body, uh, also bear in mind that as married couples, we have an obligation to keep our bodies well for our spouse. There's a practical tool on that third point. I love this subject, that we would keep our bodies well. So, yeah, that does mean, my brother, that dieting is appropriate. Amen. That does mean, my sister, that keeping yourself is appropriate, enhancing oneself is appropriate. Uh, I'm not talking about surgeries, um, unwarranted surgeries. I'm not talking about those other things that the world wants to make us into, uh, you know, clones, um, you know, of, of, of people in Hollywood. But I am most certainly talking about uh, employing the Mac store, <laughs> if you're a sister, so that you look good for your husband ongoing. My brother, doing some curls, amen, so that you look good for your wife ongoing. So we have to sanctify all of those areas, and those are the ways we keep the spark in our marriage. But, yes, again, peace. So three areas of ministry or three areas of sanctification that every Christian couple must have, put plainly, spirit, soul, and body. Let's have a word of prayer in these last three minutes that God will sanctify us all in those areas and then we would graduate to peace. Father God, this morning we thank you for this great word. We thank you right now for the opportunity to share with your people. We ask you in the name of Jesus, God, that we would be sanctified, that we would operate in these spiritual principles, um, that we would experience you at heightened levels in our marriage, that the enemy can't protrude, penetrate, can't get in but that we would walk in divine favor in our marriage. We, we know what the Bible says when it says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing, but we stop reading often and don't realize that he also obtains favor. Yes, God, my favor increases as I love my wife and as I embrace her, God. So may the men on this tube this morning embrace their wife. May the women on the phone on the tube this morning embrace their husband like never before. And may we show forth a precedent for this world that your word is true and your word is right. And marriage is still the only way to function in this vein. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Family, thank you for having me this morning. Pastor Rondi, thank you for having me. Gina, love you. And uh, have an awesome day. All right. So um, we want to um, honor my man's time and everything. Are there, are there any questions or comments about what was said? We know he gave us like three three points pretty quickly. Um, but all of those things are right and good. Um, number one, um, that we sanctify each other spiritually, you know. Um, and I remember that we, we don't do it as much as we did at the beginning of our marriage. Um, but, like, together, and you got to find your own rhythm with your daily devotions, you know. Um, but we both get in the Word daily. We both pray daily. We pray all day. <laughs> um, and she does and I do individually. And we do have those times when we come together and pray. Um, and then, you know, when you have children, you pray as a family. Um, you may want to pray at nighttime. Uh, together, 
uh, with your children, and it teaches them how to pray and so forth. But even when you have children, when they walk in and see mom and dad or mom or dad reading the word or praying, um, you know, and they can walk in or, or pass by your room two or three times a week and they see you praying or they hear you praying or uh, they see you and, and your husband praying together, uh, I can't tell you what that does for that child um, because, number one, they're learning normalcy for their own life so that when they get married, uh, they're going to pray with their wife, they're going to pray with their husband. But also, uh, it, it gives them normalcy for their childhood because, of course, uh, kids like to emulate, especially when they're younger. They want to emulate their parents. And so uh, we, we started seeing our own children laying on the bed, opening up their Bibles and praying and having that time. And uh, so it does so much, you know, family that prays together, stays together. Such a cliche. But it is true. It is true. Um, if you can't pray with your spouse, man, uh, and especially if y'all going through a crisis, you know, and I would, I would just tell those younger couples, man, y'all need to be, y'all need to make sure you praying daily. You know, I remember, I know the first five, six years of our marriage, we tried to pray every day, every night. Sometimes, I remember at the beginning, I was a real fanatic. We prayed in the morning and we prayed in the night. Wake up, 5 o'clock. And that just wasn't her rhythm, you know, waking up early in the morning praying. And then it wasn't mine either because I'd be waking up at 5, falling asleep while we praying. And so she got really mad. She's like, you know what, we are about you over there falling asleep praying. So we had to find our rhythm. But, I mean, you just need to be praying together all the time, um, praying about things that come up. So it's not even just a religious situation, but when things come up, somebody gets sick, there's money issues, there's a decision to make, all these things. Hey, baby, catch your hand. Okay? And, you know, should be led by the brother. I, I think, you know, and, and women can lead out with prayer too. You know, hey, baby, we need to pray. But, you know, that brother, brother, you need to be careful leaving your household this way and just grab your wife's hand and say, you know what we're going to do? Let's get ready to pray. Let's pray about this. Let's pray about this. And your respect level goes up 20 notches when you grab your wife's hand and say, let's pray. She's like, all right, this guy, you know, he's going before the Lord. The second thing he said was that we sanctify each other in the soulless realm, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. Your mind, your will, and your emotion. And my wife said something to me the other day, and I guess it's probably true, you know, so, so many times we play, we downplay, and preachers especially, um, you know, we downplay the emotions as if emotions are wrong. Emotions aren't wrong. We can't be uh, led by our emotions, and we can't let our emotions dictate uh, whether or not we're going to obey God. But God gave us emotions. And so 
um, you know, women in particular, and men too, but women in particular, they need emotional stroking. They need, you know, that time when they're, they're so they're beautiful. They need date nights. They need getaways. They need, um, and, and the man does too. The woman needs it more uh, because that's the way uh, she was wired. And so, uh, you know, you do those little things that, you know, make her happy, those, those things that really pique her emotions and, you know, give her the warm and fuzzies and all those things, you know, those little things that we do, guys, that make our wives go, oh, 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 that was so nice, all that kind of stuff, you know. And um, wives, if you're married to a man and he does all of that, uh, we're going to keep praying for him. Because <laughs> he's very emotional. <laughs> but uh, usually it's the woman that does those things, you know, with unexpected flowers, or unexpected balloons, or unexpected cards, um, you know, or some nicety, something that you do, you know, for her, just to say, I love you. Um, uh, well, you, only, you usually only call at lunchtime when you need something. Do you need something? No, baby, I was just calling to say, I love you, see how you would do. And once again, you're going to get that, oh, baby, that's so, that was so nice. But that's making emotional deposits. So we sanctify each other emotionally. And then on the flip side, women, men need emotional stroking too. You know, when you affirm him, tell him he's a good man. Like Gabe was saying, he's a good provider. Sometimes doing that in faith. Sometimes doing that in faith, just saying it, um, not based on a lot that you've seen, but uh, I remember Sinbad, the comedian, he was talking about uh, his mom, and he was saying, telling the women, you know, you got to have some style, got to bring the style back, he said his mom knew how to work his dad because his mom would, you know, she wanted the roof done, and she'd say, oh, my baby can do anything. My baby can do anything. Hercules, Hercules. And basically, you know, men like that stuff. <laughs> I remember we used to go work out, and uh, my wife was in there with me. Boy, I almost half killed myself listening up to the <laughs> She's in there. Ooh, you strong. Ooh, I know you can lift that much. Put another plate on that, baby. Let me show you. <laughs> and, uh, but men like, you know, men like the ego stroke. And so that's emotional for men to have that admiration and that respect. So we do that. We do it daily. Our mind, our will, our emotions. Um, you know, men sometimes are more intellectual than, than others or um, well, in the in the relationship, one might be more intellectual or cerebral than the other. You know, like to think and challenge and and talk about things and so forth. And so, you know, it may be the man, it may be the woman. Um, you know, sometimes they like to talk politics. My wife, uh, we are uh, we are in the middle of a little getaway, and um, 
as we so last night we were watching TV. Something that I wanted to watch, but she hates watching political television. Um, but it's something I do. So I, you know, I wanted to watch it, and so we were on there watching. Um, I don't know, Bill O'Reilly. I don't know. It was some news show. Not what Bill O'Reilly. It was something else. But anyway, she was getting into it. And they were talking about the Iraq War and stuff. She could care less about that stuff uh, a lot of times, or less than me. But, you know, it made a, a, a mental deposit for me. So we was able to sit there and talk about what they were talking about. Sometimes, you know, that woman sitting down and watching sports with her husband, you know, something he likes. Sometimes, man, sitting out watching them cooking shows and fashion shows and what else? Dancing with the stars. And I ain't sitting there, I ain't getting ready to sit down and watch uh, Housewives of Atlanta, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, certain things y'all can enjoy together. You know, that's making those mental deposits and so forth. So we sanctify each other. Spirit, soul, and body. And then the last one that Dr. Gay masterfully talked about was the body. And um, so good, you know. And we, that's stuff that we talk about that we all look forward to at some point, which is to coming together physically. Um, and we've talked about that. You talked about it. I'm not going to go into a lot of it. But make sure that you are giving your husband, your wife, what the Bible calls due benevolence. Nobody got married to be sexually frustrated because their wife or their husband told my I don't feel like it 60 days in a row. You know, you're not doing that. I mean, that's not right. That's, that's The Bible calls it defrauding. It's, it's, you're defrauding one another. That means you... You promise something, you know, when you when when a company defrauds you, they promise you something that they did not deliver. You know. You pay them, you know, five thousand dollars to do your roof and it's still leaking when it rains. And you can't get your money back and they won't come back to fix it. They defrauded you. So we don't defraud one another because we husband, we wives, I mean that's a given is that we're gonna um, help each other and benefit each other physically, and um, and of course we talked about a lot of that. We talked about the parameters for that, and so did uh, Pastor Gabe. Um, you know, we can't do stuff that the world does, but you know, I don't even like talking about it in relationship we what we can't do, because what we can do is so much more than what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do with all the perversion, what they're trying to get at with all the perversion and all that stuff is um, is what we already have with all three, the spirit, soul, and body. They're trying to get it through all the perversion, and they never get it. It's like the crack addict that, gets, that continues to try to get this unattainable high. It's elusive. They cannot get it. They cannot reach it. They cannot reach that place of euphoria uh, that they're trying to reach because those other uh, components aren't intact. Um, but, uh, you know, you want more information on that, we got the one up, up there about 
threesomes um, and all of that. And, you know, it's up on our podcast, waitingdatingmating.com. You can get your podcast there or you can go to waitingdatingmating.podbeans.com. You can hear all of the messages that are up there. We've got some more that are getting ready to come up. But um, in any case, we got to do all three. And I, I like what Gabe said, daily, you know, um, and we understand that there are some limitations, especially for women who have not reached menopause. They are they're going to have uh, seven days a month that um, that you know they're not going to be able to do anything. Um, and if due benevolence has been happening for those 21 days before. That brother is welcoming them seven days. I guarantee you. <laughs> he needs seven days to recover too. Um, and, it, and it makes it good. But, you know, when there's been, uh, when people have been defrauded and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, then you, you get into some trouble. So, guys, thank you for being on this morning. Uh, and we thank uh, Pastor Gabe, Dr. Gabriel Rogers. Uh, you did it again, and uh, I thank God for these um, podcasts and um, recordings as well because we use them. We use them in marital counseling, marriage counseling, counseling people. Uh, we use the MP3s. We use the CDs. We get ready to put together um, a marriage uh, call CD album that you can just you can purchase and buy and give them out to people as they need it. Uh, where they can listen to them. So uh, we thank God for you today. Um, and uh, if there are any comments, uh, speak up now. Any questions? Uh, if not, I'm going to close it in prayer. And there's quite a few of you guys on the line. Thank you all for being on this morning. All right. Well, this one will be posted uh, pretty soon, uh, within an hour or so forth. You can go back and listen for those of you guys who got on late. You can go to waitingdatingmating.com, click on the marriage call, and you can get on there. Uh, also, uh, our singles call is, will, uh, our first single call will be tomorrow. So if you know some singles out there who's wanting to get married, trying to live right, whatever, uh, it's going to be intense. We're going to be hardcore. We're going to deal with the real. But it's on the same uh, marriage line, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm, not, I'm sorry, Central. 5 p.m. Central tomorrow from 5 to 6. And we're going to be talking to our singles. We're going to do that call at least twice a month on the second and the fourth Saturday, uh, Sundays evenings of the month. And so make sure you're doing that. Make sure you go to our website, waitingdatingmating.com. Subscribe. Like us on your Facebook page. Also, um, um, coming probably within the next week, there will be a button where people can sign up for the marriage call so they can get the reminders and everything. Um, They just put in their phone number or their cell number, and we will send them a group text whenever we're um, on the call to remind them. So God bless you guys. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we thank you right now for this time. We thank you for this moment. 
We thank you for this day. Thank you for Pastor Gabriel Rogers uh, coming on this morning and blessing us by the three years of sanctification, God. We thank you, Father, because we know that your word is true. And let you be true and every man be alive, God. We thank you for being uh, the God of our salvation. Thank you for being the God of our marriage. And, Lord, we pray for every marriage represented on this line right now. God, that whatever problems there are, God, that you would cause deliverance to come, God, that you would cause them to be blessed and highly favored, that you would cause them to overcome every obstacle and not become uh, the statistic, not become another notch in the devil's belt, not become another divorce, not become another separation, not become another uh, 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 home where children are raised by the single We fight for our marriage. We fight for our homes, fight for our children, fight for our wives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, right now for blessing us. Thank you for a good week. Thank you for a good day, God. Thank you that we're going to love our spouse today. We're going to sanctify them today. We're going to pray with them today. We're going to get in the word with them today. We're going to bless them emotionally and intellectually today. And, Lord, we're going to bless them physically today in the name of Jesus. This is just normal, God. This is not something that's a special event, God. But this is because we love each other. And, Father, we thank you, the Lord, as we do these things, Father, that the God of peace will reign in our marriage, that peace will reign that all them fights and all those bickering and all that stuff will cease, God, and that your spirit will be among us and in our homes, God, and in our relationship. In the name of Jesus, Satan, we bind you now. Every demon that comes against every marriage on this line, in Jesus' name, we command you to stop, cease, and desist. In Jesus' name, we command you to leave that house, leave that family, Leave that couple in Jesus' name, and the blood of Jesus is against you right now. Father, we thank you. Thank you for preserving us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for blessing us. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you guys. Amen. Have a great day. Love your spouse. Hug your spouse. Squeeze your spouse. Kiss your spouse. Do something good with them today. Do something good for them today. And and, um, and we will see you guys. Uh, those that are at the Kingdom Church, we'll see you tomorrow. And uh, those of you that are on the line from other places, we'll be back here next week, same time, uh, 8 o'clock Central. And, uh, you know, if you're on the East Coast, it's 9 a.m. If you're on the West Coast, it's 6 a.m. <laughs> so uh, govern yourself accordingly. God bless you.
ಹಲೋ